Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host, Badr Amin, author of the book, Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries, such as but not limited to sports, investing and business. By identifying their mental and practical habits, routines and recommendations for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance, regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and the recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest is Omar Al-Mahiri, co-founder and CTO, Chief Technical Officer of Let's Work, a marketplace and membership platform connecting users to on-demand workspaces and meeting rooms. With over 100 partner venues across the UAE, Let's Work offers an affordable, flexible, and an inspiring solution to those looking to get work done outside the traditional office or their home. You can find Let's Work in the UAE, Bahrain, and Portugal. You can find Omar on LinkedIn at or Omar Al-Mahiri and Let's Work. I would like to thank Omar for being part of this podcast. And without further ado, let's dive in. Are you ready? Yep. What are one to three most gifted books or channels that you have consumed and you would recommend other people to do so? I try to read books, but I never end up actually finishing them. I'll start and then 60% uh, I'll give up. Is it weird to, for me to say cooking channels? I watch uh, Bon Appetit a lot on YouTube. It... Um, I like the precision that they take and it really like helps me kind of figure out like something from A to Z. Mm-hmm. I always watch uh, Bon Appetit. So that's one. The second would be TechCrunch. Subscribe to them. Uh, I always see like uh, whatever is happening on TechCrunch because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's super interesting. And finally, I don't do it as much as I used to, but uh, Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah. the website for people that launch ideas and are looking for funding. But Kickstarter is really interesting because you can see people from all over the world coming up with the craziest solutions to different things, which always helps kind of mm. put your head in the ideation phase, which I think is important, even if you're running a business. I think it's really important to stay, keep thinking about new things that you can kind of evolve your business to, or maybe something that you look into in the future. And there is Dubai Next, which is something that they can do it here in the region as well, right? Yes, Dubai Next. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to promote. <laughs> All right. Who is considered successful to you and why? So I think there was this one uh, guy in my university, incredibly smart. He was in my engineering class. And um, I really looked up to this guy because he he didn't only just, you know, learn to learn or just learn to pass a test, but he actually absorbed the information really well. And his uh, methodology was incredible in terms of he would just take notes in the class barely interact with the class, but just take notes. And let's say you have five classes a day. At the end of the day, he'll go back and just read them just one time, read them over, and then he's done. Come to the finals where I'm studying for obscene amount of hours. He's fine. He's already read everything over every single day. So he built that habit of just going back and, you know, absorbing that information at the end of the day, just making it like a like a habitual routine. And what that did was it just kind of ingrained it into his head, especially with engineering. It's just a lot of concepts that you have to like know off by heart to apply. Uh, and he's gone. He's, he's worked at really good companies in the U.S. He's still very successful. 
Um, he has a family now. So I think, I think I liked his kind of routine. And the best part of it was after he was done reading that one, let's say one page, two pages, he would live his life. He would do whatever he wants. He'd go out at night. He'd, uh, you know, he, he didn't have the stress on him um, mm. for it to study or to make up for lost time, which was really cool. Is there an advice to remind yourself with? Yeah, always. Uh, and I tell other people, it's not that serious. Um, mm. At the end of the day, just put in your head, if you stop what you're doing right now, the world continue. And that kind of reminds you that there's bigger things in life that you need to care for. Mm. I have friends that work day and night and I'm like, you really don't have to do this. Like if it's not, if you can't even come out to see your own friends or, or take time for yourself, then it's, I get hard work needs to be done. Uh, but I think smart work can be done better. But at the end of the day, like you're not saving the, the world from everything, right? So it's okay to relax and take time for yourself. What you said just reminded me of two things. One we'll touch upon later on, which is how to maximize, let's say, productivity or the amount that you have so that you can have a better impact and then do other things, let's say, which is important to life in general. And the other was, um, I was I'm reading a book called The Million Dollar Habit, or actually I'm listening to the book, I'm not reading it, by Robert Ringer. Okay. And I, I came across a point where he says that you shouldn't take life... You should take life in an easy way. Yeah. Take it easy. I mean, there are problems and you can find solutions for them, but not all problems are worth hyping yourself up for. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that are really problematic and there are some things that you don't really need to give them that magnifying uh, perspective, let's say, right? Yeah. Uh, putting it into the right relative, uh, relative light give it its own place and then mm. move on. Yeah. The other part was, which you mentioned that you get to enjoy life in a way in which maybe a lot of entrepreneurs would say hard work and you should work for, not forever, but 24 hours, sevens. But then you're into the entrepreneur life, not to work. Maybe you're there exactly, to yeah. do something yeah. out of that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's free up time or maybe to spend time with family or friends and et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. I agree with that completely. I think nowadays you have a lot of people that are leaving their jobs and going in to start something them, like by themselves. And while they're doing that, they, they completely lose track of why they're doing this. I love, I, I used to work in a corporate company and I left that to, to do Let's Work full time. And um, I'm always so thankful for, I don't have to be in an office. I don't have to report from nine to six. Obviously there's challenges that come with it, but I think, you know, you have to remind yourself, why are you doing this? Like, really, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to prove something to someone? Fine, work 24 hours a day, uh, weekends as well. But are you doing this to, you know, change your lifestyle either now or later? Always remind yourself of that. And for me, maybe you're going to touch on the habits later. But me, for me, Friday, I love working outside next to the pool. I'll have no meetings and I'll just sit there. It really helps me think about next uh what i'm doing next monday mm. um and also for me to just really have my own space to actually do my work because most of the time it's just calls okay and what helped you identify your purpose before you answer sure is let's work part of your purpose yes or no <laughs> i think so i think it's it's weird how it uh i don't think in the beginning it was mm. i think in the beginning it was just kind of Let's try this out. It could be cool. You can make some money. Mm. 
later on, let's say we, we sell Let's Work or we IPO or something, you know, yeah. it's really cool. But I think what I started seeing was I, I would I was always invited to talks. Um, yesterday, I spoke to a university visiting from the U.S. That's kind of when I said, okay, you know, this is a, this is a cool kind of thing to give a bit of, have a voice to entrepreneurship and not the fluffy voice that people see everywhere. Um, and I think specifically in the region, I, I told you I put together this tech uh, Emirati uh, founders group. Do you tell what's that? So uh, I, there's literally, I think, 12 of us uh, that, I've, that I know personally mm. uh, that are running tech startups uh, full time. So what I did was I said, you know, I think there's a huge mission that we need to achieve mm. because we're the first to do this or we're the very few that do this. Let's see if we can pave the way for tech entrepreneurship within the Emirati, um, Emirati circle, let's say. And with that, we become the voice. And hopefully one of us is really successful and we become the role model for the next, uh, next few tech uh, Emirati entrepreneurs. Mm. I think when that switch happened, where I started getting invited to you know, speak at things, I was coming, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm famous, I'm definitely not famous, but... I'm a very kind of private person. I don't like, I don't have any social media, for example. The only thing I have is LinkedIn. It's only to help Let's Work. And I think um, when I started being more involved in these things, I get emails all the time about, can you come speak at this? Can you come speak at this? That's when I was like, okay, there's there's definitely maybe a sense of purpose um, for me to actually tell my story um, so that it becomes easier or more you can reflect to it. So someone can actually say, look, this guy did it. I can probably do it as well. I can start my own company without having the fear and uh, whatever, uh, the fear and like, I don't know, that like a feeling with your parents, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not working in a corporate job, but you're starting mm-hmm. something. I think that could be a purpose for me. I don't know. Okay. And uh, how thoughts, self-talk and past experiences are shaping your perception? I don't think I speak to myself that much, but I think I always... I'm known in the in the company that I I, I don't get angry uh, and I don't get like frustrated. I'm always like the stress-free one, and I don't think that's right. I think I just kind of logically think of things. So, for example, if someone annoyed me or if something didn't go my way, uh, I'm not one to kind of just blow up and say, "Hey, like, what what is this? Can we, you know, we can't do this. We need to change it." Instead, I'm I think internally I speak to myself. I say, "Okay, look." If I blow up, what's what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. Everyone's going to be scared. Nothing will be achieved. So I think internally, I, I can process it really well where I say, you know what, Let, it's fine. This happened. It's not great. Let's uh, do one, two, three to actually make sure that it doesn't happen and hopefully don't ruin this guy's uh, day, if that makes sense. And would you revisit these thoughts in any category? I think when I make... An interesting thing that I got to do when I first uh, started my career was, um, fun fact, I interviewed almost like 200 people to join the company that I was really? at. That's uh, nice. Almost 200 people. It was, the, it was over the span of like a year and a half. Mm. And then now I'm doing obviously interviews for Let's Work uh, to, for people to join. And it's so interesting. It's an open invitation to work at Let's Work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of, of course, we're always looking to hire people. You uh, can check them out, guys. Anyways. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the promotion. And I'll be with my developers doing a technical interview for someone who wants to be a developer, let's say. I'll give the portion of the technical interview to my developers because I I barely know anything about code uh, like they do. So I'll leave it out to them. And then I'll say, I'll ask the questions next. And I ask these questions because 
in my head, I know I wouldn't have been asked these questions in an interview. And I just want to see how the person reacts. Are they going to lie? Are they, you know, are they not going to say anything? Like one of my favorite questions is, if you had to pick your next manager, what would you want them to be like? And you can just see them like struggle to understand what, like, what is this question? Like, how do I answer this question? Essentially, what I'm looking for is for them to describe themselves to me. If they can prove to me that they can be a manager themselves, then they're a great kind of fit to my company because I know that they know how to deal with other people. Mm. And I think working together is the most important thing. Anyone can basically learn anything. That's for sure. It's just the people that don't stay in companies that long, either A, have a bad manager, or B, cannot work with the teams around them. So it's my, always my number one question. Like, If you had to imagine uh, a manager or your next manager, what, what qualities are you looking for? What kind of person? And I think that's kind of my self-talk because I, I know this guy, or this guy or the girl can do the work for sure. But can they work with the team? I'm trying to figure that out myself. Mm-hmm. So I want them to describe themselves to me in full detail so that I really know, you know, okay, this is the right person for the job. So it's just like you're tapping into their mindsets in a way? In a way, yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess you could, yeah, you could frame it like that. Interesting. And if you would say, not the in, in the field of startups, but would you say the thoughts that dominate your mind on life, would you say that they are like, life is easy or life is hard? I think life is easy. I think life is hard for people that make it hard for themselves. Mm. We're given huge, huge amount of choice that people don't really know. And what I mean by that is choice of who you want to be around, choice of where you want to be, choice of your responsibilities. And I think it's so much easier to complain that life is hard instead of just picking yourself up and saying, look, I, this, is not, this is not making me happy. This is not like life is short. Why am I doing this? Let me just pick up a great example. Someone literally told me last week they're quitting their job and just moving to Colombia for nine months. Uh, I didn't even ask why. I said, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. I'm jealous. Uh, hopefully I get to do that too. But it's, it's your choice, I think. Um, obviously, circumstances for, for specific people, I completely understand. You have to make money to support your family. Um, so I'm not saying it's, it's for everyone. But I, I, in my general opinion, life is easy. And maybe to put it in, in a context as well, you're saying that even though you are, you are in a startup, which makes that there are usually no systems and you have to do something from scratch in mm-hmm. a way, right? Yeah. And you, you would struggle by getting teams, getting people on board, convincing people about your product or a service, and then trying to scale it up. So there is a difference between something that is well-established and you're trying to optimize on it and something that is has to be created. Yeah. And then you're still saying that life is easy. Yeah. I mean, look, that is, uh, let's work is what, three years of my life. I'm 26. Okay. So I'm saying the rest of the 23 year, years of my life is so hard. No, it's... Yeah, but I get to, Yeah. I understand what you mean. It's yes. a portion. It's just a fraction of your life. If it doesn't work out, you just have quite a bit left. And if you, if you spend these next three years, really, you know, this is horrible. You're not going to make it through. God forbid anything happens to you. That's how you want to end it. No, I think, um, I think, I think I I still stand by it. I think life is easy. You have to make your own choices for that. Yeah, I do. I do agree with it, by the way. Perfect. (laughs) All right. With what thoughts do you start an end of a job or a task? So I'm very kind of uh, organized in, in my life. I have to put everything in a calendar. 
I'm late. A couple, I, I'm, I'm, I am late to a couple of things just because I take my time for myself, I guess. I started task with, you know, like, what do we want to achieve with this? So like, what's the end goal? And then always, always, always put a time base to it. Otherwise, you'll just be going back and forth without really knowing, okay, when should we finish this? And then I think the last point is, does it look good? Does it feel good? The thing that you're worked on? And then you move on from it. I think a lot of people miss out on the the time-based aspect. And I see it a lot in, in corporates. You'll, you'll be in like 50 meetings in a week. How many of them actually, you know, actually became something instead of just FaceTime with other people? So I think really, you know, becoming very efficient. Like I said in, uh, earlier, work smart, not hard. I think that's so, so important. And it reflects when you choose the tasks that you want to work on. Okay, and since you mentioned the end goal, yeah, right? Would you practice any form of, let's say, visualization or meditation to help you in achieving goals? Like mentally to help you like, okay, would you visualize that end goal in a way to maybe attract it or manifest it? Or that is not out of the, that's out of the topic. Not for like the smaller tasks. I think definitely not. I think our job, like for example, me in tech, it's a lot of like building uh, either an improvement or uh, like building a feature. So if we don't have that last, uh, like that visual image uh, in mind, whether it's a design of a screen or whether it's like a, like a flow that we need to work with, then we can't actually work on it from a technological like kind of um, strategy. We need to actually see what the end goal will be. And that's how we start the planning phase. So for example, if I'm building um, a new page on our app, first thing we come up with is like the business plan for it. What are we doing? Why are we doing this thing? So like I mentioned to you, right? The booking the booking engine that, that Let's Work has, it started just as a, an online form on the app uh, with the Rove Hotels. So people would fill out the time, date, uh, when they'd want it. And that request will be sent to us and the Rove team. It got that form reached almost like 600 requests within a couple of months. That's when we said, okay, guys, like visualize that people can book instantly, like they're booking a, a hotel room. Let's build that. So we already have that end goal in mind. Now it's putting together the plan to reach that end goal, I guess. Let's say if you put that in your own personal life in a way, yeah, would you still have, let's say, an end goal for yourself? Of course. Yeah, of course. I think about it every day. Like you said, right? Uh, startups are hard. Entrepreneurship is hard. The number one reason I see people don't actually succeed in doing their own work is they don't have the passion for whatever they're doing. Mm. I mean, for me, I, I hate offices. I actually do hate offices. I hate working from offices. Mm. So if I could help everyone just work from cool places, then that's kind of, that would that, be really nice. And mm. I love seeing my own friends use Let's Work. Uh, and, and like send me a picture of working from here today. So that I, I am passionate towards what we do, which keeps me, you know, keeps the purpose uh, of why I'm doing this. And I always have the end goal in mind. It can change, but I think, I think it's really important for you to really think about why am I doing this? What do I want to, what do I want to do next? Uh, I read a book called, uh, one of my books that I read, I actually finished this one, Ikigai. And the Japanese people don't have a word for retire. I found that super interesting. And I think uh, I interpreted it in my own way where I said, okay, retire, but it's not a nine to five job retire. It's just a, like a farmer doing his own thing. He's not retiring. He has a job. He has a purpose every single day. 
and that can keep them for living uh, to live longer. So uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I, I had the idea for another company, so I'm not going to say, <laughs> but I have my iPad, which has uh, a notes, notes page in it with about 50 different ideas. And I'll just, it could be just scribbles or whatever that I would love to work on later on. Um, and I think I've learned so much from just building Let's Work to what it is today that there are so many things that I would not do and things that I would do, you know, just to make it easier uh, to build something. So obviously everyone makes mistakes when they when they build a company from scratch. So uh, I feel like it's going to be easier in the next company, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And what repeated tasks you intentionally do as a ritual, routine and method to cultivate focus on productivity and goal manifestation? Yeah, this is a huge one for me. I try to cascade it to the team as much as I can. So for me, I think health uh, health is really, really important in terms of your your fitness. So every morning I wake up, I either do yoga or go to the gym and I have my own kind of uh, goal in mind. So right now this month, I'm trying to gain a couple of kilos, uh, okay. but like in the summer, try to cut a couple of kilos. So I think having that own personal goal could be interesting. I hate... So I don't have any social media or anything. I hate, like, my favorite time is when my phone dies. So in the morning, I'll listen to music and I'll work out. And then I'll start checking emails about 9, 9.30. I won't answer anyone um, that's known with my with my tech team. They'll message me before 9.30 because okay. that's my time uh, to just kind of put together my thoughts, my my head, where it needs to be. I think I learned this more during COVID because people were just literally from bed getting up. 9.29, let's say, and starting work at 9.30. I'm like, where's the time for you to actually mm. be you? Uh, where's the time for you to move around? I think moving is really important. So fitness is huge for me. And then um, I like to surf. Okay. So I try to go maybe like once a week because that's the best time. That's that's a time that you don't, you can't have your phone on you, right? Because yeah. you're in the water. So it's perfect. You're away from everything. You're just focused on that that thing that you're doing right now. Yeah. And then eating is super important too. You saw my delivery guy coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so eating at the right schedules. I don't. Uh, I don't usually schedule meetings at uh, around lunchtime. Okay. So after this, I'm gonna go have my lunch. I think it's really important. Um, so yeah, like routine. I'm very kind of like if I don't have my food at a certain time, I'll be really like frustrated and angry, and I just won't do anything. <laughs> so the whole team knows that. Okay. So yeah, I think fitness and well-being is is super, super critical for you to have a good day. You know, the difference of, you can see one person, if he goes for a run in the morning and then starts work versus someone mm-hmm. who just gets up and goes to work, mm-hmm. you'll see the difference. Massive. All right. Do you have environmental cues to prime you for performance and productivity, such as, let's say, um, written statements, vision boards, or anything that would, let's say, you would put them at certain areas that would keep you focused or that would help you be in that state of flow? Music for me. Okay. I'm always, always listening to music. I have like something crazy, like 137 hours listened <laughs> last year. I always have music playing, whether it's from, if I'm home from my speakers or I'm listening to it on my headphones. And it really helps me stay focused. Sometimes my music is like all over the place. I listen to like reggae while I'm working or like, okay. like uh, jazz or whatever. Mm. But for me, it gives me two things. One, the sense of um, like laser focus because I don't hear anything. I don't know what's going on around me. I'm just doing my work with my music in. And then two, gives me a sense of time. So I can put an album on 
while I'm working, I'll figure out, okay, the album's almost done. Then it's like an hour or like 30 minutes, uh, 40 minutes. I'll know by the, whatever I'm listening to. So that constantly keeps me in check. Okay, hmm. that's an hour gone of the day. Did you achieve what you needed to achieve? Next album starts. Okay, let's try again. Um, so music is always, always a big, big factor to me. All right. And since you don't like offices and you would probably have different places, would you say that you design or you have those cues or the, let's say maybe music and that isolation and figuring out the time that you spend on a specific task, would you say these are the things that would help you to boost your performance and in a way are contributing to design the place for you to be more productive? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the purpose of Let's Work, right? So we have such a diverse range of spaces, maybe there's a little promotion, but we have such a diverse range of spaces that I can pick what kind of day I want. Okay. Right now, like the weather's nice if I feel like I need to come up with a new solution. So with um, with my field of work, it's a lot of putting out fires, like tech issues that are happening, making sure the team's on track of what, they're, what they should be working on. And there's a beautiful part of it, which is coming up with new flows and new ideas. There's something we're working on now that I have to work on. Uh, most likely I'm going to touch it on it tomorrow because I'll be outside. I don't have to really be inside like a small place and try to figure it out. Instead, I'm outside, I'm relaxed. I can come up with cooler solutions and be in that mind state to, to figure it out. And that's kind of what we wanted to build with Let's Work is we give people filters on on what type of you know work they're trying to do. Are you looking for a super quiet place because you just need to finish a task? Go ahead. You want to go to an inspiring place? You can do that. If you want to just have fun with a couple of colleagues, get a bit of light work done, we have that too. So I think the space that you're in is really important to what kind of work that you want to do. Um, and I hope we can bring enough spaces for everyone to have. Hopefully. And what beliefs, habits, and behaviors adopted recently improved your life greatly? I think in the during COVID, because there was like a month or two that we were fully remote, we were fully working from home. I always work uh, remotely with my developers. Most of them are based out of the UAE. But I think that taught me, because everyone's online, it sucks to say, but people wanted to show that they were working. So everyone was online the whole day, right? They were always available. That taught me to not do any busy work myself, but delegate tasks. And you can see the growth of your employees, um, that you're the team. You can see the growth when you delegate tasks. So I can for sure most likely do what I what, what needs to be done. But I think giving that task to someone is really empowering for them and for you as well. Number one, for them, because they they have this sense of like purpose and trust that, you know, let me get this done in a right way. And then number two, these guys come up with crazy ideas that you, you probably wouldn't have known. Uh, so I think that was a really cool thing that I, I think I've picked up in the last year. And like I mentioned, Friday, I work from the pool or outside somewhere alone and I love it I don't think I can I can go back to how I used to just be like in an office or something I I really really appreciate that because it helps me get in the right mood to take a break on the weekend um, but at the same time line up my whatever I need to do for the next week all right when challenges fears and failures hit what steps are taken if it helps is there any question you ask yourself to assess the endeavor or you would ask yourself. Yeah, so, um, I mean, with tech, there's always challenges. Nothing, I mean, look, the two days ago, Spotify, 
stopped working for an hour. I was like late. So everything, every every tech breaks. There's that's a hundred percent. Like that's the one thing we all know in in the tech space that everything breaks. Doesn't matter what you. Doesn't matter how much you can build. Doesn't matter how much you can like, you know, basically think that you've you've managed it. Everything breaks. So in my kind of line of field, we put these into three categories: critical, high, or medium. Critical. That's technical. <laughs> yeah, you have. To, that, that's the only way to yes. really, you know, yeah. prioritize because we're all we're like a ship that's just constantly moving. When do we stop and fix that leak or that 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 um, what's it called? Something like fell off the boat. You yeah. know, when do we stop and try to get it back? So we have to be super organized for us to actually pick up the meaningful tasks to make sure that we're still in going in the right direction. And I think it applies to everything, not just tech. But I think tech we have to systematically approach it mm. to make sure that we mitigate as much risk as possible. I'll give you an example. There was one day that our app just shut down for about two hours. I was at a, I think I was having lunch with a friend. I got so many different WhatsApps from different people. It was great for me because I could see, oh, people I use this app, great. There's a lot of people complaining, but. That's a good way of looking at it, by the way. Yeah, it was, I was. <laughs> That's a positive outlook. I was so problem. impressed. Yeah, this was like early days as well. I was, I was like 2019. Uh, I was super impressed. I was like, wow, people, I like, it's like 1 p.m. on a Thursday. Getting so many messages. Hey, by the way, is there an issue with the app? The app is down. It was a stupid mistake and none of us really knew it, but critical bug, bring on everyone. Let's figure this out together because the app does not work. I think before, when I was first starting, I used to panic a lot about this, but then going down, like let's say three years of app development, I realized that panicking will not solve it. And, you know, like constantly pinging, like, did we fix it? Do we fix it? Do we fix it? That is not going to help you, nor it's going to help your developers. So what I do is, if there's a critical bug, send it to the right person who, who can fix it. Tell him, tell him or her, this is priority. Update me when it's done. Or in an hour, if it's not updated, let me know so that we can figure out a different kind of uh, solution together. Uh, instead of constantly persisting, have we fixed it? Have we fixed it? Do it now. Mm. We need to get this done. We need to sort this out. Uh, I think panic really does not help in those situations. Uh, it doesn't allow the person to think straight either. I used to, I, I feel like I used to be like that just because I was still young to this. Now I feel like I have a, a lot more control. I have a product manager that I'll leave it up to him. Now I can travel and take holiday with peace, just knowing that I know this guy will take care of it. I don't need to be stressed out if anything happens. Would you translate that critical, not so critical kind of aspects into your personal life other than the business? Yeah, I, um, like I mentioned, I'm usually late to things. It's it's not good. Uh, I, I I completely admit that it's not a good thing to be late. I was early today. Yeah, 10, ten minutes ten were. minutes early. <laughs> so I'm proud of that. But you can see it when I'm, for example, if you're late to a meeting, you're gonna drive fast. That's not a critical thing. You can be late a couple of minutes. People will forgive you. But that feeling of just like oh my god, oh my god, something's gonna happen. Like this is the end. It's not worth it. So that's a medium bug. Critical is if you're falling off a cliff. <laughs> And you're gonna die. And you're late. And you're late. <laughs> and you're late. Uh, that's a that's a critical thing. Put all of your attention to that. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, right? It's it's um, you have to basically put it in your head. Like, is is this the end of the world if this happens? Like, I I know people that really over panic over these smallest things. Yeah. 
And I don't think, I think when, when they do that, you cannot think clearly. I have friends who actually, you know, have like, let's say four things that they need to do. Each of them, they'll view all of them as critical. I need to do this and I need to do this and I can't do this. I'm like, okay, who needs, who needs that piece of work first? Okay, this person, there you go, priority one. Okay, what's next? When do you need to submit this by? Do you need to meet this person this week? Okay, I need to submit this first. Okay, number two, organize it. Oh, wow, you're so much more calm because you understand that there is an end goal in place and I have already prioritized what I need to do. Um, and I think that's how you should view it in life. I need to get this done, I need to get this done. Have that really in front of you instead of doing 17 tasks at once. I, I use an app called Todoist. Todoist? Um, Todoist, yeah. It's a it's it's a to-do list. Um, I have it on my phone, my laptop, everything. I get my updates. Um, and it's really cool when you do five tasks, it gives you a nice little, well done for being productive. <laughs> as a reward, yeah. As a reward, just some, yeah. as a little notification. Yeah. If I go into my workday without putting my own, I have my own to-do list for, uh, for work that everyone can add to, uh, like uh, my whole team can add different things. I need, uh, Omar, I need help with this. And they'll add it to there. But I have my own personal to-do list, mm. which... When I sit down and I'm actually getting ready to work, I look at that and I have my own priorities. I need to get this done this week. This one can be left till next week. If you don't have that, I don't think you can get anything done. Okay. And what three concepts, beliefs, and habits should others adopt? I think everyone should adopt that fitness regime. Something. Walk, run at least once a day or at least five times a week. During work, for work, or... Whatever suits them. I know people that can't wake up in the morning and then do it. I, I personally recommend the in the morning because you know that there's not going to be any work. Sometimes work can prolong until the evening. Maybe you don't have energy to do it. It depends on, on your kind of personality. Mm -hmm. But I think that puts you in a good uh, headspace to start your day. So I would say in the morning. Number two, take breaks. What I mean by break is don't you know sit and eat while working. Just have your food. It's really important. Just eat, close your laptop. My team, when I'm working with them, they know when, when I have lunch, everyone close their laptop if you're going to have lunch with me. Let's just talk. It's like, what, 30 minutes? Relax. It's, again, I, I told a friend, I'm like, are you putting a man on the moon? He said, no. I was like, okay, it's chill. Let's, let's, uh, let's, have, uh, let's have food. And you know that person too. Uh, uh, I always say, oh, you're a man on the moon right now, yeah? Um, and then I think number three is really, really, really keep in mind that purpose. What are you doing? Like, why, why are you doing this? What's your end goal? Yeah. I have my own end goal for, for Let's Work. And if I don't have that top of my head, there's actually no purpose of doing this. I can go get a nice, comfortable job, get paid really well, and just chill. Why am I doing this? It is tiring for sure. But you have to have that purpose, uh, you know, top of mind. Otherwise, you're just going to be forgetting about, you know, when you make small decisions, you really forget about the big picture in mind. Yeah. So it's really important to have that, you know, top, top and center. This is what I want to achieve. So my small decision that I have to make right now, I'm going to make it in the right way to make sure that I manifest that big achievement that I want. And that, let's say, would you, would you keep having that in front of you consistently? You know, it's funny, it changes. Yes, absolutely. It always changes. So one of my goals was to be connected to a certain company okay uh, as let's work that's already kind of come to, to life uh recently so now I, like i'm uh i'm selfish i'm like okay we got that okay fine that was one one, one of my goals uh from like i think 2017 okay 
and now it's like, okay, what's the next one? Okay, let me change it. Let's uh, let's aim higher because you can't you can't get enough of it, right? If if you reach a certain threshold of success, you're like, okay, what's next? Let's go. What's next? Because it's exciting. So I don't have a visual aid. It's just it comes out in conversations, right? I think that's the most. So right now, as we're talking, it's in my head more than it was uh, maybe yesterday. When you have conversations with people, I think people close to you, you'll be able to kind of think, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this. I'll, I'll constantly be reminded. In my family, I, I always talk about it to them. They always ask me like, oh, how's your how's your work day? So when I first started, they didn't really understand uh, what I was doing. I was working as a corporate, but still doing this as well. So it was a bit weird. They didn't really understand. When I left, they were both like, oh my God, like why? Like, Are you okay? Are you okay? You were in a corporate job. You were secure. You're, you know, you had a pretty decent position, mm. decent pay. But now I think I've constantly reminded them of of what I want to have after I'm done with this. That they're like, okay, we see it. So whenever I talk to them, they understand that whatever I'm doing, I'm working towards that. So I think that kind of big picture. Make sure you have it with your friends and your close your close circle, like your family. Because then they will be able to motivate you to constantly keep going towards that. Because mm. you'll forget every now and then, obviously. You'll be like, there's so much work that needs to be done. You'll forget about the big picture. But it's really important to be constantly reminded by that. Would you say that this is, in a way, a kind of using power of words and using your people or your surroundings to keep reminding you of a specific, let's say, goal so that you keep going? And maybe in a way, power of words is important. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Or I am achieving that so that in a way you could manifest. Yeah. Maybe I'm going in a different dimension. No, no. I, I think I think you've, um, you've touched on an important uh, topic. Yeah, power of words for sure. I think once it's said, it's out there. And you're held accountable for it, right? Yeah. And like I gave that example of steering the ship, right? It's your ship. It's your destination. You kind of. If you say, I want to do this and don't actually do anything towards it, then what's the point? I think I think actually having a, a, a pole that you want to get to or like some kind of destination is really, really important. And yeah, you're right. If, I, if, I, if I've said it to someone, it's in the air. It's, it's, it's done. done. You, have to, you have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? If fans would want to copy your footsteps, where should they start? I think I'm good at, um, and this is not from me. I think I've heard this from other people. I'm, I'm, I'm good at balancing my life and work. Now, obviously, my life is my work because uh, it's kind of blended. But I'm very good at switching my head. So while I'm working, people say you look like a different person. You're very like, this is like work, is work, Amar. And then when I'm done, I'll switch off. I'll turn off my phone or whatever. How do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I think, Came with a package? <laughs> I think, I, you know you know what it is? I think... It goes back to that busy work thing. I hate it. I hate just like sitting there, not actually finishing anything, just sitting there for an hour trying to figure something out. I hate that. I, I cannot do it. And I think I'll see myself doing that and I'll say, what, like, what is this? Let me, I'm I, like, okay, entrepreneurs say you have to work late in the night and stuff. That's not me. I sleep, uh, you know, I sleep early. I sleep 10, 30, 11, I'm in bed. It's really important for me to have my morning. I think I'll see myself like working and I can't figure something out, I'll close the, I'll, I'll shut it off. I'll say, look, I, this is my time. I'll have dinner. I'll, I like to cook. I'll cook dinner. I'll watch something. I'll go to bed. My head is rested in the morning. That task that I think would, would have taken me at night three hours, I'll do it in 20 minutes during the day because mm. I'm in a really refreshed mood. When you said busy work, 
could you define what is busy work? I'm always looped into conversations to to basically help create a very streamlined flow. So busy work would be figuring out how to filter things on Excel and then sending them to individual people, cleaning it up, sending it. It's just stuff that can for sure be automated by a few simple tools. I'll give you an example. My One of my friends was like working really hard and I was like, why you look so stressed? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to manage all of these things, all of these different accounts. So I was like, okay, well, I'm free for the next 30 minutes. Can you tell me what you're trying to do? And there's so many tools out there that you can just connect and you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. They'll do it for you mm-hmm. and you just have to watch. That's busy work that, that, that can be avoided massively. And you're happy. Your clients are probably happier because you don't, they don't have to wait for you to get the work done. And you can clear up your mind to do more meaningful tasks. It's always important to, I mean, this is very, you know, corporate to say, but what's the actual return on investment? You know, you're putting two hours of time to do something like this. You know, what'd you get in advance? What'd you get back? Like step conference is a huge one. The whole team didn't need to be there, but we had almost something like 500 signups in those two days alone. That's a huge return on investment. And we, me and my co-founder are super happy we were there. Everyone got to interact with different people. I met you again, yeah. uh, which is uh, which is great. <laughs> which this happened. Which yeah. So yeah, they, hopefully this is a good return on investment. Hopefully it's a great return on investment. Um, so you know, there's there's a difference between there's a clear clear line between busy work and actual work, um, which I think can be avoided. Um, so the reason I asked this is I was reading Brian Tracy's book. Supervision and Delegation. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm saying the title correctly. And he was correct, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, okay. I've, I, I've heard of this book. I told you I don't read that much, to be honest. All right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and other books as well, where they mentioned that if there's something that is trivial, which someone else can do it, you should delegate it. Yeah. I mean, by trivial is something that other people can do it and you could do something else mm-hmm. and you only can do that. Yeah. Like that's what you should be focusing on rather than doing something, let's say, um, gathering, let's say, Excel or et cetera. Exactly. And he also mentioned, Brian Tracy mentioned in his book that if whatever you're doing, let's say, someone else can do it up to 70% correct, then you should probably dedicate it to them. Right? Yeah, completely agreed. You always have to think of, even if you're working for yourself, right? Think of uh, what would your salary be at that moment? And then think of the time needed to do that task. How much you're paying yourself to do that task. Why? You can be doing something better and get a better return on investment. Even like meaningless tasks, you can can just go on Upwork and someone will do it for you uh, for a bit of money. So I think people forget that we are human and we have only a certain amount of energy that we can use on on different types of tasks. So working on meaningless tasks and stuff, I think doesn't make sense, especially if you have bigger bigger things to deal with. So I think that self-realization of I definitely can't do this now, or if I even if I try to do it, it's gonna be a half half done job mm. gets you in the mood of life versus work. Okay. Nowadays everyone's remote working. So it's kind of blended, but I think it's still really important to have that balance. So I think prioritizing yourself is probably the thing to keep you going, making sure that you're happy 
obviously you can't do it all the time, but making sure you're happy will will keep you in that kind of a balancing act between life and work. Because you'll figure out, okay, I'm doing a good job. Great, I feel I feel good. I'm not doing a good job. I'm taking too much time on this. Let me switch off. Let me go to life and then uh, come back. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I think my fans will get confused. (laughs) Those fans. Um, Let me like try and dissect it in a way. Sure. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. So basically, if they should probably avoid busy work, delegate it in a way so that they can do things that they're good at and they should know the time that they can do a good job or let's say they're fully focused Mm -hmm. and the other time where they're not really that focused or in their best performance or energy level, they should try to switch to that other day in which they're better. Then probably the third one is you should balance or take intermittent breaks. Mm -hmm. It is important to have those breaks every now and then and shut off whenever possible. And... Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And this is the end of the podcast. No more questions? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.